welcome to episode 33 of the Balanced Working Moms podcast. I'm Rena Misha, and I am so incredibly glad that you're here. If you're a busy mom like me who's trying to manage just about everything, you're absolutely in the right place. This is the podcast for all things related to working moms, where you're going to get inspired to enjoy the ride while also finding ways to make life a little more efficient and also to take care of yourself just a little bit better. Usually when I come to you and I'm ready to podcast, I am feeling really calm, I'm feeling really collected, and I am ready to share some information with you. But right now, I am feeling so frazzled right now. And I know I'm not alone. There is a pandemic going on and on and on. And I actually did really well for the first three months. A lot of other people were having a really hard time, and I was okay. I'm not really quite sure how, but I was fine. But let me tell you that by the end of month four, my patience had run out. Things were getting really, really hard. School ended for the year and summer started and summer did not go so well in my household. And there are so many other things that are impacted by this pandemic. As I say this and you're listening, I don't know how you individually have been impacted. For everybody, it's different. Some people have lost their jobs. For me, one of the hardest things is that I have a brother who's severely retarded, and he spends all the holidays at my house. He spends weekends with me and obviously haven't been able to do that. He's really high risk. Sometimes I could go outside and see him. It's really, really hard because it's really hot out. There's no tree right outside where he lives. And to visit with him, he doesn't understand why he can't come home, but he's very high risk. So we have to keep him safe where he is. And that's really, really hard. So again, there's so many layers. For everybody, it's different. Everybody is affected and impacted by this pandemic in a different way. But here's what I want to talk to you about today. When things are hard, And when you're listening, if you're listening, if there's a pandemic going on, or if it's just regular life and things are hard, and that is the more hard that things are, the more important it is that you and I and all of us do our self-care. And I know that you totally know this on an intellectual level. You know that the harder things are, the more you need to take care of yourself. But right now, things are really, really rough, and you may not know how. You may be wondering, how on earth can I take care of myself when life is falling apart? When maybe somebody in your family is out of a job, when maybe your kids are suffering, when maybe you can't see family members, how on earth can you possibly do self-care when life is in disarray? And my goal today is to just leave you feeling hopeful. I know I've already gotten emotional and the topic is pretty heavy, but the topic applies today and it applies every single day because frankly, every day is hard for us as a working mom. Yeah, there's a pandemic and things are particularly difficult, but the truth is self-care is really very, very hard for us and I want you to feel hopeful and I want you to feel better. And the secret sauce, the secret to feeling better is self-care because you know that in order for you to spread happiness and to be calm and to be the mom who can deal with a pandemic, 
you know you need to take care of yourself. So let's talk about how we're going to get that done. Hello, my friend. Thank you so much for listening today. It's so good to have you here, especially with this very, very important topic that we're going to be talking about today. And I just want to share with you something funny before we get started talking about self-care. So sometimes I'm not really good with boundaries. I've gotten so much better about it over the past three years that I think I'm great at it. And I sometimes forget that I do need to work on this. So two weeks ago, one of my really, really good friends sent me a text and she said to me, she's going on vacation and would I mind taking care of her chickens? (laughs) I didn't even know that she had chickens. And I said to her, sure. Like, I didn't even think about it. I just, I didn't even pause. You know that pause from when somebody asks you something and your response? And it wasn't a text. So I had plenty of opportunity to pause, but I did not pause. And I was like, sure, (laughs) I'll watch your chickens. So this morning, today is Sunday, and I usually record Sunday morning at about, I don't know, eight o'clock or whenever. And instead of recording this episode, I went over and I was taking care of her chickens And can I tell you how terrified I was? (laughs) I don't even know why she thought of asking me because I love animals so much that I'm a vegetarian and I don't eat them, but taking care of them was a different matter. And what she wanted me to do was I was to let them out of their pen, probably not called a pen, I have no idea what it's called, but to let them out of the chicken coop for about an hour so they could roam and do what chickens do. And then I had to put them back in the coop, and it's very important you do that, where she said a hawk could come if they were just roaming the yard. A hawk could come and eat them. So I had to get them back into the coop, and I could not get them back. I was supposed to lift them up, and I was terrified. So there I was this morning. Instead of recording an episode, I'm trying to get these chickens back in the coop and thinking, How am I going to do this for a whole week? She's going to be gone a whole week. So there's an example of maybe some boundaries that we need to do. I think I need to do another episode on boundaries. Isn't that hysterical? So here I agreed to do this, having no idea what's involved, but I'm glad that I could at least help my friend. And I'm going to come away by the end of this week. I'm sure I'm going to be really good with chickens. So thank you for having a good laugh with me. But now let's get serious again. Okay, so yesterday, a really good friend of mine stopped over for a social distance visit. And I noticed that she just didn't seem right. She didn't seem like herself. She's not a bubbly person, but something about her energy was so off. And it was so funny because she didn't tell me she was upset. But of course, the second she comes into my backyard, I know something's wrong. And she was laughing so hard because she says that she can never hide anything from me. So if there's an energy that she doesn't want me to know about, she knows she has to stay out of my backyard. But the energy I was picking up on her was definitely sadness. And I asked her, I said, are you sad? You don't seem quite right. And she said, no, she was fine. But I knew she wasn't fine. And right now, during this whole pandemic, So many of us are not fine. I've been reading studies that said that over a third of Americans are reporting themselves as depressed or anxious. I don't know how this usually compares when there's not a pandemic. 
I actually suspect that the numbers are actually pretty high up. But my friend was feeling pretty down. She finally came out and admitted that she was. She insisted it had nothing to do with COVID. And maybe it did, maybe it didn't. It doesn't matter. But her story inspired me to do this episode today. Because if you're feeling like you're not in a great place, and I'm not talking about clinical issues, if you're having depression and anxiety, please go see a mental health professional for that. But if you're feeling general blahs and you're like me and you're like up one day and down another day, let's talk about self-care because it can help. It can really help keep you more level, keep you more centered, all those good things that we want for you. Now, we already have an episode on self-care, and you probably think you know what self-care is, but if you haven't heard this episode, my guess is that you may not know what self-care is because so many people confuse self-care with treats. So go back if you haven't already heard it and listen to episode 10. It's called, This is What Self-Care Really Is. And in this episode, we go through and we get rid of some of the common misconceptions that people think that self-care really is. Because true self-care, my friend, those are the little things that you do for yourself each and every day. So you feel happy, you feel good, your body physically feels good, your physical space feels good. It's every part of your life. It's not just manicures and pedicures. Oh. I hate that traditional image of self-care because it's really not true. So let's give real life examples on what true self-care is. Because for example, true self-care could be taking a walk every day so that you feel more centered and positive. True self-care could look like sleeping in on Sunday mornings so you don't feel so tired during the day. I did that today. It felt delicious. <laughs> Self-care could also be drinking a lot of water throughout the day so you feel hydrated and more energized. Self-care is also chatting with a friend over Zoom or a social distance visit. And my next example of self-care, that's going to surprise you a little bit. But self-care can also actually be cleaning your house so that you feel calm and peaceful. See, our definition of self-care isn't like most people. <laughs> there isn't anyone else I know except people who are experts in self-care who will tell you that cleaning your house is a form of self-care. But think about it. When your house is a disaster, you aren't going to feel good. You're not going to feel happy. You're not going to feel centered. So self-care is taking care of every part of your life so you can feel that calmness. And again, I'm not talking perfect. I know that your house and my house are probably not looking perfect but we're talking good enough. So cleaning it so you do feel calm and you feel happy. Self-care is really about doing things for yourself that are going to be good for you in the long term. These are things that nourish you so you feel good, you feel energized, you feel happy. And so many people confuse self-care with treats. I'll give you an example of a treat. A treat could be having some ice cream. So for example, last weekend, I had a big bowl of ice cream. That's a treat. I don't want to do it every day. It's not good for me. It's a lot of sugar. But a treat every so often is beautiful. But see, I don't want you to confuse self-care with a treat, okay? 
Another example of a treat could be, let's say, buying a gift for yourself off Etsy. That could be really fun. But if you do it every day, your house is going to get a bit cluttered, right? A treat could be playing a game on your phone if you've had a really bad day. But if you do that too much, you're not going to get anything done. And that's not really healthy for your self-care, right? You want to feel accomplished and you want to get things done and you want to feel good about yourself. So just go back to that episode if you need some clarity on the difference between self-care and treats, because we really talk about that a lot. So what we want for you right now, when things are crazy difficult, we want real self-care for you. We want you to nourish yourself, your body, your soul, your physical environment, every part of you. We want you to take care of yourself so you feel happy and just more able to deal with all the stuff going on. Because the more you take care of yourself, the more you can deal with all that other stuff that's causing you frustration. And that's just frankly hard. That's really, really hard. So the more you do your self-care, the more you can deal with all that other stuff. And why is self-care so important right now? Why am I talking about it during COVID? Because I know what you may be thinking. And you may be thinking that you can barely hang on, you know, you're white knuckling it every day. So why am I telling you to add one more thing to your to-do list when you're already exhausted, depleted, and all those things? And the answer is that when you're so depleted and so exhausted, that is when you need it the most. One day last week, I just want to share that I was in a terrible, terrible mood. Awful. Thank goodness I'm very rarely in a mood like this, but I was just not well. I was just having one of those down days where I was upset and just not in a good place. And I was in this really, really bad mood and I just kept cleaning. I just kept pushing myself. I was deep cleaning the bathrooms and I was deep cleaning the kitchen and I just couldn't seem to stop. I had this high energy because I was just so upset. And the more cleaning I was doing, the angrier I was getting. I was thinking, why isn't anybody joining me? Does anybody in my house even notice when the bathrooms are disgusting? And I was just building up this anger ball in me. And after a bit, I realized that I needed to stop cleaning because it wasn't good. For my self-care and for my own mood, I had to rest and relax. It was more important that I let the house go for then than to keep cleaning. Because if I didn't stop cleaning, I wasn't going to get in a good mood. My mood was just getting worse and worse and worse. So as soon as I realized this, okay, maybe not as soon, but as soon as I felt like I was ready to stop cleaning, I stopped, I told my husband what was going on, and I sat in a corner and I watched YouTube videos because that's how I relaxed. And this example shows you why self-care is so important when you're depleted. So imagine that you're depleted and you keep going. Picture me just cleaning and cleaning and cleaning. And I don't stop cleaning when really what I need to do is relax. We talked about different types of self-care. I know that I said that cleaning can be a form of self-care, but in this instance, do you see it wasn't? My mood was bad. I didn't want to be cleaning but I felt like nobody else is. So I was forcing myself to go and go and go. And my message on this podcast today is that when you don't have the time or the patience, 
or even if you don't even want to do self-care, that's actually when you need it the most. And I learned this actually from a Zen quote. This is one of my favorite quotes in the world. And the quote is, you should sit in meditation for 20 minutes a day, unless you're too busy. Then you should sit for an hour. And I always think about this quote. And of course, it doesn't just apply to meditation. It applies to everything we do, every part of self-care. Because right now you're like me and you need self-care more than anything else, but you also have very little time for it. You may be like me, you may be working full-time with kids, and there is so much going on. You may be so exhausted from everything, exhausted from how hard it is to get groceries these days, whatever it is, you may have no time for self-care, and I can believe it, because if you were sitting across from me on a Zoom call, let's say I was coaching you, and you told me that you had no time for self-care, I would totally believe it. I mean, I would find a way to fit it in your schedule, but that's what it's about. It's fitting it in your schedule because it's hard to fit things in. It's not so easy. But so many of us actually have less time now. It's so funny because on my Facebook group, I mean, people really feel like they could be themselves. And a few weeks ago, one of the moms was saying how irritated she gets every time she sees people saying that, oh, now that we're all home, we have more time. And I actually feel the same way because once COVID started, I actually had so much less time because I'm working full time. My kids have to be on Zoom. Everybody's home all day. So when I go upstairs for lunch, people are talking to me. For some of us, you have much less time now. For others of us, you may have more time, but you may not have the energy for self-care. So whether you're either of those moms and you don't have the energy for it or the time for it, you need it more now than ever before. So just like that quote on meditating said that when you have less time to meditate, you need to do it more, it's the same with self-care. And by the way, I do take that meditation quote to heart because you know that I meditate. So the days that I feel like I have no time to meditate, I actually force myself to meditate. I may not do it more than I usually do, but if not for that quote, I think I wouldn't do it at all. But that quote is so powerful because it shows us that the days that we feel so frazzled, that's when we need the meditation. That's when we need the self-care. That's when we need to do things to center ourselves so we can handle the busy, crazy day that I know you're dealing with every day of your life. So now let's get practical because I'm a real mom like you. And how are you actually going to find the time or even the energy to do self-care when things feel impossible? I mean, they just do. They feel crazy right now. And how are you going to fit self-care in when you can barely get your kids on their Zoom call? Now, I'm going to tell you that I have this core belief as a coach, and that's why coaching is such a good fit for me, because I've actually believed this for many, many years. And that belief is that everybody has the answers within them. So I am not an expert on your life. You're an expert on your life. You've lived it your entire life. You know what works for you. I believe that I'm an expert on my own life. I've lived it. I know what works, what doesn't. 
So for me to tell you, okay, here's what you need to do. Here's step A, here's step B. That is not going to work for you because your life is very different than mine. So when we finish this podcast, I want you to think of two things. I want you to think first, what self-care do you particularly need? Because everybody needs different kinds of self-care. For me, I need walks. I need meditation. I need time alone. Oh, please. (laughs) That's a huge one. I need time alone to myself. What do you need? What do you need to feel centered? And then I want you to think, how could you squeeze that in? What would it take to squeeze it in? And I'm going to show you how I squeeze in my self-care. And like I said, you're going to do what works for you, but maybe some things that I'm going to talk about are going to inspire you to think about how you can squeeze those things in into your own life. So my number one tip to you is to try to stick to your old routines but to tweak it so it works better for this special time. And you know that by special, I mean crazy. That's a euphemism. So go ahead and take your old routine if you had one and think about how you can adjust it for what's going on right now. And I'm sure that you have 2 million reasons why you can't stick to your old routine. And I'm also sure that they're all legitimate reasons. So if you told me that, Whatever you're going through, I would believe you, but I want you to just think outside the box. And I know that it's going to be hard to stick to those routines, but maybe you can find a creative way. And I'm going to give you an example for me. So pre-pandemic, what I used to do is I would take walks. Oh, I love my walks. I would go at lunchtime at work and I would do my walk. However, Walking is very difficult right now. First of all, I am very tired now. We mentioned that some of us have less time and me being in that bucket of people who have less time, I am exhausted. There is no second of my day that isn't taken up with my work, with my family, with whatever is going on. And it's very hard for me to walk when I'm this exhausted. My old routine also involved doing yoga very, very early in the morning, and I'm exhausted to be getting up early and doing yoga. It feels very, very difficult and challenging. Another issue, and I told you, you would also have a million of these issues. Another issue is that my walking environment is very different now. So where I work, it's actually a big complex. So no matter what the weather was, I could always walk. I would just walk indoors. If the weather was good, I would walk outside. And if it was really, really bad, I would just walk indoors and it was big enough. It was no problem. Obviously, I can't do this anymore. And I live in Maryland and sometimes it is just beastly hot. It's hot, hazy, humid. It's just ridiculous walking weather. So do I give up? Do I say, okay, no more yoga, no more walks? Nah. (laughs) No, of course I don't. I'm a busy working mom. We can't do that. So what I did was I modified my routine for the pandemic. And you're going to totally laugh because for my yoga routine, what I've done is I do such easy yoga that it would just blow your mind away. Here are some examples of titles from recent yoga videos that I've done. You ready? Yoga for tired mornings, yoga for fatigue, 
or my favorite, yoga for absolute beginners. So I've been doing yoga for about a dozen years, but I don't care. I do these yoga for beginners, yoga for fatigue, all these things. And you know what? So I'm doing yoga. It's great. Who cares that it's easy? Who cares that I'm not doing these amazing poses where I can put my feet behind my head or whatever? It doesn't matter. What matters is that I'm still getting it done. I'm doing it imperfectly. Don't you love that? You can do that too. You do your old routine imperfectly and it still gets done. And it's very interesting because remember when we started, I said that the first three months I was actually fine. I really feel like that was because of yoga. I actually was doing yoga more frequently than I had been. And that yoga, it really is a mind-body. So doing that easy yoga, it really helped my mind to stay centered, to stay calm. Oh, thank goodness for yoga. But what about the walking? That's a little more difficult. The weather in Maryland is really horrendous. It's not good. And you've heard me talk about this before because I cannot miss my walks. Because for me, walking is really the only thing that keeps me from going crazy. If I don't walk, I get depressed. I get anxious. Walking and me just go hand in hand. I just can't be without it. But what am I going to do? Because it's so hot or it's pouring down rain. I mean, I don't mind walking in the rain, but when it's a pouring down hurricane-like rain, I'm not going to do that. So here's what I did instead, okay? This is crazy. But YouTube, my friend, has everything. They even have indoor walking videos. They have indoor dancing videos where you just do these easy dances to the video. So I would do that. And usually not for my entire lunchtime. It may only be for 10 or 15 minutes that I would do these walking videos. But you know what? Who cares, right? I got it done. And the cool thing is that I would do it with one of my daughters. The other one of my kids would just laugh at me like a crazy person because I did look ridiculous. But one of my kids joined me and it's so much fun. We do these crazy moves together. She likes to choose which video I do. She likes to choose the music. And it became bonding time. So here I'm showing you that my old routine was pretty much down the toilet, but yet I found a way to make it keep going, to just keep going. Even if we just did the video for 10 minutes, that got my blood flowing. It helped me with my mood. There was really no excuse. You see what I did? I kind of said, I'm just going to stick with this and nothing is going to keep me from doing it. I'm going to find a way. So same with you. You find a way. I know you're creative. I know you could do this. If you had any kind of exercise routine or whatever self-care routine before this all started, find a way to get that working. Get it back working, even if it feels funny. Even if you're like me and dancing to some 80s music and looking totally ridiculous, Find a way. I know you have the creativity and I know you can do this. My next tip for you is something we already even talked about a little bit in the other example. And that is to do your self-care with your kids or with other family members because they're all with you at home anyway. So you may as well take this time to fit in your self-care and do it with them around because they're going to be around you anyway, right? 
So a few episodes ago, I told you that when COVID started, unfortunately, my journaling habit just went away. I had been journaling every night for over a year. That's the funny thing about habits is you can have a really good habit and then life throws a wrench at you and that habit is gone. So I had been journaling regularly for a year, but once COVID started, I just didn't find the time to do it. It was just, it felt impossible. I would start writing a sentence in my journal and three different people would interrupt me. And then I would get kind of snarky. I would get cranky. You know how that looks when you're trying to do something and people start talking to you. They want you to be with them. I mean, it's very sweet, right? But it's hard. So now I have a better way and I want to use it to inspire you because I actually didn't create this routine. One of my kids did. And she created this new routine where she likes to listen to audiobooks before bed And she sits and doodles in what she calls her journal. It's actually a notebook, but she calls it a journal. And she doodles and writes lists and does all the things journaling that I've mentioned in other episodes. And I asked her, I said, can I join you when you have this time? And she was delighted to say yes. So I sit in her room and I do my journaling and she does her audiobook and she writes in her notebook. And it was perfect because now, let me tell you, she does not let me forget to do my journaling because she loves it. She wants to sit with me in her room every night before bed and we both do our journaling and now it's self-care for her too. So that's one example of how you can do your self-care with a family member. Oh, and the cool thing is that since she's listening to an audiobook, she doesn't interrupt me mid-thought because she's listening. And I'm just able to tune out that audiobook, so we're good to go. But a friend of mine told me that she does her self-care now with her husband. So they go on walks in the evenings together. So that's how she gets it done, because then he'll say to her, let's go on our walk. So by incorporating your family members in your self-care, it'll help you do it. It'll help you find the time to do it. It'll help you with bonding time. There are so many win-wins with doing it this way. So think about it in that way. How can you manage to involve your family with your own self-care? And my last tip for you in today's episode is to arrange get-togethers with your friends. Because if nothing else, this pandemic has taught us how important it is to have our friendships, to have social interactions, to be with the people that we love. And there's so much research that shows how important it is to get the support of others. And as a stressed mom in pandemic times, you need the support more than ever, more than ever before. So I'm going to link to an article from the New York Times, and it's actually from 2017. And this article cites study after study showing that social interactions are important, not just for your mental health, but for your physical health too. Harvard Women's Health Watch reported that dozens of studies have shown that people who have satisfying relationships with family, friends, and their community are happier, have fewer health problems, and live longer. And it's so interesting to me when studies show that not only do you get emotional benefits from something, 
but you also get physical benefits, that's when you see how important it is. That's when you know this is something I really can't just let go to the wayside because I'm too busy. My friend, the social interactions are so important. I know these days we're all in our houses, we're all on social media, but that one-on-one interaction with a friend or family member, please don't be too busy that you don't do that. That is so important now during a pandemic or at any time when you're busy, when you're frustrated, you need those social interactions. And it's so funny because I usually struggle with this. This is something I don't do easily when there's not a pandemic going on. But now that there's a pandemic, it's actually a little easier for me. And I think the reason why is because I have a hard time going out in the evenings because I'm tired. I get up at four something usually to go to work. I have a full day at work. I come home. I make dinner. I can't be going out at night. It's just way too much for me. But now at this time, I just arrange a Zoom call with a friend. So I don't have to even leave the house, but yet it's just as nourishing. So I encourage you, go ahead, make appointments with your friend, do it over Zoom, do it over FaceTime, whatever it is, don't let that go because that's probably the most important thing you need for your self-care. I actually like to schedule one or two Zoom calls a week now with a friend. I do it in advance because, you know, if you leave things to chance, it's really never going to happen. So go ahead, make appointments with your friends. Make sure that you support them and that they support you because that is one of the biggest self-care that you need now. Now when things are so rough, you need your friends. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode, because even though self-care right now may be harder to do than it ever was before for you, it's also more important now than ever. And I have a great printable for you. It's a bunch of different designs. You choose whichever one you like the best. And it's pictures that remind you to relax and unwind, because sometimes we just forget to do this. So go ahead, print those out, post them wherever you want them, and just remind yourself to take care of you because you are so important. Your family needs you to be well because they're probably also struggling right now. So take the time. It is not wasted. Do not feel selfish for taking your time for self-care. And I want you to do things that nourish and take care of yourself so that you can emerge from this time even stronger. And I know you will. I am sending you so much love right now. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, come check out my one-on-one programs where we take the challenges you face every day and learn to deal with them. So you can be calmer, less stressed, and of course, have more balance in your life go to balancedworkingmoms.com slash services. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you next time.